listening to CITR Radio 101.9 FM, broadcasting from unceded Musqueam Territory in Vancouver. This is the Arts Report with your host, Ileana, and our correspondent... Lua. Hi, guys. I'm here again, like every week. Um, <laughs> That'd be kind of scary if you weren't here. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, Lua, you're gone? No, I'm here, guys. It's okay. <laughs> so we're going to just start off the show with some reviews as both me and Lua went to go. I went to go check out some different stuff. Um, I went to go see a movie this Monday, this week of Monday, I went to go see uh, The Night is Short Walk On Girl because I don't think I was able to see it uh, when the Vancouver International Film Festival was doing it, but I really wanted to go see it because I like this person who's done it, um, which was, um, oh God, Tomihiko Mori Me. I hope that's right. Um, Anyway, they've done, like, a lot of, like, other kind of anime shorts that I really like, such as uh, Tatami Galaxy, which is really good. And if you're in college, especially if you're in your last year of college, it's definitely a film to get you, I mean, a, kind of an anime to check out, mostly because you follow this high school student who thinks, and uh, high school, college student, sorry, not high school, we're not in high school at all. Um, but it's just, like, a lot of animes are, like, high school. Um, you're, it, it's this, like older college student who's um looking back on his time at in college and he's kind of like regretting his time and he's like what if I took this club instead of this other thing that I did what if I like actually contributed into a club and so um what if I actually did something while I was in university what would have happened what would have happened so he he you kind of like each episode you go with him to these different um these different clubs with these different very very weird members and like what that would have been like for a day and then you would switch the ne- to the next club and it's really fun he's also just like in nice short walk on girl there's in the Tommy galaxy there's this kind of girl he likes he kind of stalks her <laughs> such as such as this in this movie so the night is short walk on girl is a story about that well there's these two kind of different stories going on right now in it you have the main heroine who is this really really cute girl who um you only know as otomi um she is she is um at a party for one of her like older students that she knows is wedding um, and she wants to have the best night out before like a bachelorette party kind of but like just by herself oh, okay. she just wants to go out and have a, an amazing night just by herself and she just like it's just her journey going from like going to go drinking to meeting new people to just kind of like following it on whim and just kind of letting fate decide her like there's a lot of like fate themes in it which is kind of interesting and like so that's her story is like her just kind of going along with everything and just enjoying everything. Um, and then the other one is this guy who is madly in love with her, who is trying, who's been setting up these like times he meets her. Like he'll, he'll like, she'll be going to like the vending machine to get some drink and he'll be there as well. And he'll, she'll be like, Oh, what a coincidence. And he's like, it's yeah, not totally totally at all. And so he's like trying to be there as many times as she is like 
coincidentally to make it seem like fate is pulling them together um since so he kind of knows that she is all about like just like fate will take me i'll just go with along with it so he's trying to like set it up which is like honestly an effeminist standpoint that's hella creepy but in the movie it's just like everything about the movie is like very charming and fun like afterwards after i finished the movie i was like sitting there and it was i watched it with our 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 host uh well not the host now but i am uh jake (laughs) clark i'm sure you guys know him um we went to go see it together um and we just like afterwards me and him were like i just want to go out and get a drink and just have like an amazing adventure as well because you just get the it's just like that kind of like really feel you just feel great you feel like things are going to work out or you like things are going to work out things are will be like it feels bad now but like they're going to be so, great in yeah, the future. Yeah. It, it gets that, like, sort of feeling. And it's just, like, such... I kind of like those stories where you just, like, have a person that just walks on for a whole night and it's just about the crazy stuff that happens. I've always wanted to do that. But as I a know. woman, I'm just scared of oh, walking no. at night. Most you know? definitely. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> That's it's just, like, the in most general. Unreal- <laughs> the most unrealistic thing about this whole thing is how safe she feels in every situation. Um, but, like, it's just, like, it's a lot of fun watching it and you just kind of get sucked up into it um and so the i went to go see it at the rio theater because uh the vancouver film international film festival i think um they were playing it before they were doing like the lineup before and i missed it so the rio is also doing their own um one as well and they're sadly they're doing it on monday i know the next one is showing on monday this month on the 24th they're showing it again which is like great but honestly don't put it on a monday put it on a weekend so i could go watch it again (laughs) and go out to drink afterwards i can't go out to drink when i have glasses the next i mean i could (laughs) it's a possibility probably not the healthiest not the best thing to do so uh yeah so I really enjoyed it. I think anyone should check this out if you're looking for, like, a really kind of fun, kind of feel-good movie. It's just a really amazing thing. Also, the animation is so cool. I've seen, like, bits of it, and the animation is so cute. I know. And I, like, I want to watch it now. (laughs) Yeah, the characters are, like, are so ridiculous and so fun, and they're all different in their own way. Like, the animation's just, like, it's really, like, flowy. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just, like... It'll be kind of like, I don't want to say it's just like, not realistic, like but it kind like of psychedelic. Yeah, kind of psychedelic in a way where you're just like, I can feel the like emotion of what this is. Like there's a huge like wine glass the main character <laughs> drinks and uh, the Atome uh, drinks, and there's just like a bunch of like liquids and it's like slushing everywhere and like moving around. It's like this isn't what actually would have probably yeah. happened, but it's like so it's much fun. fun. Yeah, it's a fun one. So I went to go see that. I enjoyed it a lot. Go check it out at the Rio on Monday, the 24th this month. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. Okay. What about you, Lua? So, Jake and I went to see The Life of Galileo. 
and a lot of like jake and I. <laughs> yeah so basically because jake isn't here he tries to make up for it by going to a lot of shows with us so he we can like exchange <laughs> ideas so we like his ideas can also be on the show <laughs> you know he's talking <laughs> through <laughs> us yeah i know it's just like he might not be on air right now but the amount of times we talk about him yeah. he might as well be on air okay yeah. tell me about this so basically the life of, I, i'm i'm gonna be honest from the start like i was kind of disappointed i oh, i no. thought it was gonna be like a fun play and like explore his life and like this interesting aspect about how his like his conflict with the church um but i don't know i was just kind of disappointed it felt like a really long monologue like galileo's really long monologue and so Okay, so let me go back and say the life of Galileo. It is about, as you might have already guessed, the life of Galileo. <laughs> like from start to finish, it's just like no, a certain from point. like when he discovered that uh, when he invented slash discovered there's some controversy there. Um, the telescope to him almost dying. So it's like his old age, but not he. Do, we don't see him die. Um, okay. So it's like the mo- the more scientific discovery important period of his life. Oh, okay. So not his like art. No, because Galileo wasn't the guy that started. Well, he wasn't the first guy that disputed that the Earth was the center of the universe, but he was probably the most important one. Yeah. Um, because he wrote a book about it, and not only did he write a book about it, he didn't write it in Latin. He wrote it in Italian, so people could actually read and be like, um church um excuse me <laughs> you're wrong people go out to the church uh excuse me this book right here says that you're wrong yeah it's disputing the bible basically which is why it was such a big thing that the church was like you can have uh, freedom of expression and you can have your science but like no don't, don't fuck with the church exactly <laughs> sorry i was i said i said galileo as like an artist i was like i was thinking of an, a different artist that just got done from like an art history class i was thinking about another artist that had like beef with the uh <laughs> with the church with a the bunch church. of them had a lot of people had beef with the church which so it's actually like um pretty sure it's german play by bertolt brecht i'm mm-hmm. not really sure how to pronounce his name honestly none of the none and of then us know it how was to translated to english by david Hare, and it was directed by michael farah um and the thing is I didn't really enjoy it, and halfway through the play, I was like, Jake, can can I, like... <laughs> Did you ask to bow out no. <laughs> no, but I was like, Jake, I'm really disappointed. Like, I, I, I feel that it's kind of like a waste of my time, because it's it wasn't entertaining in a way that it was like, wow, cool, this is so interesting, and this is so fun. But once Jake explained to me why... Brech wrote the plays the way he wrote them and making me consider Brech as um as a playwright as the playwright like remembering that that guy is who wrote the play I kind of like enjoyed it a little bit more because then I was like trying to actually look for the points um that he talked to me about so basically Brech was I didn't know this so that's why I'm sharing it with you guys because <laughs> it actually made the play a lot more enjoyable after knowing it that brush was also as he kind of had the philosophy that if the play didn't make you uncomfortable it wasn't good huh 
Yeah, so basically um it ha- it's very out of the ordinary. It's very much like a re- it feels like a really really long monologue because all the other characters only really talk to Galileo and his responses are always really long because they're asking questions like, "Oh, do you really think this is possible or is the church whatever?" And then he goes on into these like really complex ideas. And yes, it kind of makes you feel uncomfortable because it is it does put you in a situation where you're like, he makes really good points, but I really don't want to hear his voice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You it's like, okay, yes, you're 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 right, you're that's fine and everything, but just like shut up. <laughs> exactly. I'll like I'll read your I'll read your fucking paper. <laughs> yeah, and um some of the settings like Bridge also like includes in the play, like people actually standing up, not people, like a specific person that's like messing with the lights or whatever. I don't know. A tech person, I guess. I don't know. He was just sitting there. And then everyone, like, every scene change, he'd, like, stand up and be and announce the scene change. And that's, like, actually scripted into the play, apparently. And, uh, yeah, so, like, these little things that Brush did on purpose to make you uncomfortable, they really do make you uncomfortable. Like, it does um, feel kind of weird. But at the same time, if you actually stop to think about these, it's a play that brings a lot of actually really relevant um points about what is freedom of speech how much freedom of speech should you have or can you have and is freedom should freedom be limited to something or to a place or to um a limit and even if you are limited by it is there a way to be uh, to like not not comply to it so it was an interesting play so it sounds like you kind of like. I kind of like like in the at the end. I like after I actually watched. That's the reason I I'm really against about walking out on plays or not finishing books or pausing movies because I'm the kind of person that even if I don't like something I will finish it because I can only give my honest opinion after I get to the end and I realize okay, did this did this really not contribute to my life in any way shape or form or is there something I can take out of it. You know? That's, wow, that's really, <laughs> like, honestly inspiring. Um, when I don't like something, I just stop. <laughs> no, I force myself. And sometimes, like, I take, like, Sophie's Choice. I don't know if you've ever read it. Um, it's a really long book. It's, like, a, a 400, 500-page book. Mm-hmm. And, like, tiny, tiny, tiny letters. And most of it isn't about Sophie at all. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's about this writer who meets Sophie and starts writing his story because it's a diary. Uh-huh. So it's like him writing his story and kind of like figuring out Sophie's story within his own story. And there's like three different levels to oh Sophie's choice. Because it's like <laughs> okay. the writer, Sophie's relationship with her abusive boyfriend, and then Sophie's time in the concentration camps. Oh, you know, wow. like there's so many different layers, mm-hmm. but you don't actually get to the interesting part because, you know, like it's Sophie's Choice. I was like, <laughs> Sophie's Choice. OK, right. I'm going to read about this book about the Holocaust and I'm going to cry and I'm going to like feel really emotional. I'm going to realize all of these things about human nature. And no, you explore human nature in a completely different way because you're seeing how you judge someone that had to do these things. Wow. from someone else's point of view so 
that's part of the reason I like I don't I always finish and that book took me like months straight not because because I was just like I just couldn't get into it but I did finish it and it's an amazing book so yeah Galaxy of Galileo wasn't excited at first. So you're like, okay, okay, I talked about how great this this book was. Now it's like yeah, to go, go back because that's uh, the thing. Okay, wasn't so. super excited at first, but it, if you want to think, like if you are looking for a play to actually make you think, this is actually a great great one. And the performances were really good. One of the actors were act- was actually in um, John Miller's. The play I went to see last term, um, <laughs> The Crucible. The Crucible. I was going to be the... like, yeah, go back, look at that episode. That she was the play. Crucible. One of the actors was in The Crucible, the main character in The Crucible. Um, yeah, and he he's amazing. He's really good. His performance um, really impressed me. Again, um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I gotta say, guys. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have. That's all I <laughs> so can give. Well, it seems like. Oh wait! I, I forgot to say oh, when it's split, where it is, and when it is yes, happening. Yes, tell me. I so it's know. going on until September thirtieth, um, Thursday through Sunday, at the Jericho Art Center. So it's kind of it's on Kitsilano. It's kind of close to UBC, more or less, and it's a really cute little space i actually really like the space it reminded me of like a little church but it's not a church it's an art center (laughs) 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 but i found it was very appropriate you know oh i kind (laughs) of like that i think that's like a really cool thing i like i honestly i'm a huge fan of stages and like where you put plays so i think that's that's honestly like really on the nose (laughs) and i kind of enjoy that (laughs) that's so awesome so so we got like two things that we both enjoyed very very different <laughs> things um yeah and then yeah <laughs> that's all i can say at this moment um when we get back we're gonna do a few ads and psas just real quick um and then when we get back uh, you remember our little kind of segment we've been doing our fringy life that's what we call it now <laughs> um Jake Clark is kind of manning that one since he can't be here. He's doing that instead. And it just goes over some of the uh, many uh, kind of shows that are going on at the Fringe Festival. Uh, And so he's doing an interview with Kara Barnes and doing some reviews as well. So maybe he'll also have some reviews on the Galileo. Maybe not. I don't think he will, but who knows? Okay, I'll talk to you guys in a few minutes. Bye. Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theater, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. We are the UBC Music.
musical theater troupe. We aim to provide the joys of musical theater to everyone on campus. Whether it be by participating in our productions, joining our band, or working backstage, we welcome all levels of experience. Check us out on Facebook for more information. 525,600 minutes. This is This Fringy Life coming at you here. We're going to have some reviews in a minute, but first an interview with Kiara Barnes, the woman behind the show Travel Theatrics. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> now, can you unpack that a little bit for the audience? Yeah, so Travel Theatrics is my solo storytelling show in which I enact six of my travel experiences with 15 characters and three animals. Tales of adventure, romance, near death across the globe. Pretty impressive statement <laughs> there. How many places specifically? A total of seven countries and six stories. So one of the stories kind of flits between two countries. Very sort of swashbuckling. <laughs> I guess so. We were talking about this uh, out in the hall, actually. It's, it's kind of interesting because our generation is one that has unprecedented access to travel. But it's been a, a sort of cloistered practice, and I was just wondering what your personal context with it was. So this play really is also not just about my experiences traveling, but kind of the journey throughout my life of rediscovering my passion for acting. I discovered it when I was a teenager and I went on to university to get my degree in theater. And kind of what you're saying, so when I graduated, I had all these options, acting being my, my passion, what I wanted to pursue, but it was something that was pretty intimidating and I felt a bit overwhelmed, I guess, by choices and about uh, what I should be doing. And I instead just kind of wanted to escape, to be honest, through traveling. And that is essentially what I did for the next number of years. I did live abroad for a while in a few different places, but I guess for a while I did use traveling as a means of escape. And maybe with millennials these days, we do have so many more options career-wise than our parents and I understand how overwhelming it can be the amount of sheer choice and the amount of competition it's sometimes you just need a bit of time to process that and traveling is a very accessible thing for some people that you could see the allure of just wanting to get away from reality and did you consider yourself a traveler like someone moving around or like an expatriate like someone who's both okay, I'm out yeah both at times um, I mean I'd lived in Ireland for three years so I was kind of an expat living there and same in Australia. But generally, I've, I guess, more of a backpacking traveler with my big old backpack, which you can see in the play, too. <laughs> and I assume with many characters here, you've met some interesting, well, characters while yes, traveling. Yes, definitely. So that's actually what the play focuses on, is these moments of connection within each story, whether it's one character or a few within each story, how these moments have sort of shaped my perspective in some way. Would you call this a travelogue? A little bit, yeah. I would call it more theatrical storytelling. Do you originally think of doing this as a show with multiple actors or did you always think of you know I'm gonna bring these characters I'm gonna embody these connections I did think of, of doing it just as a solo show but I hadn't initially always planned on there being multiple characters I envisioned it as perhaps me just standing on the stage describing these stories and that's kind of how it was in its initial draft and as more drafts came up these characters just started pouring out of me and at that point I just felt that I would I would do those characters as well and just kind of tie it all in and the play kind of flits between these two genres. And I guess this is a pretty simple one, but of the of all the destinations you visited, is there a particular one you would recommend to visit and why? Oh gosh, such a tough question. I mean, there's a lot of places that have stood out to me over the years. I've been to 33 countries, so it's pretty hard to pick. Some of my favorite places have been Japan, Portugal, Scotland, Vietnam, 
but ultimately the place which has the biggest hold in my heart is Ireland. It's kind of my second home. It's where I've spent a really big chunk of my life and uh, I just think everybody should go there. It's absolutely stunning. The people are so welcoming and friendly and you're just guaranteed to just have an amazing time. Whereabouts in Ireland? I lived in Dublin. Uh, I recommend people go all over. It's not a big country. You can do a little road trip around. Definitely check out Dublin, but also go to the West. Go to Galway and Clare and Cork. And I think just go all over. It's a great place to take my, a camper van around. My knowledge of Western Ireland is mostly from the place of Martin McDonough. Oh, so, well, that's a dark version. <laughs> yes. It, well, the, great place, though. Any veracity to it? I mean, it is pretty gloomy. There's lots of rain over there, but we're pretty used to that coming from Vancouver. When you were in Ireland, did you sort of develop an affinity for these Irish? Because there's a lot of brilliant Irish playwrights like Bean, Sin, McDonough. Was there any particular one of those you sort of latched on to? don't know about, I mean, Connor McPherson, actually, he's probably one of my favorite ones. And certainly Martin McDonough. I worked for the Abbey Theatre for three years, actually, uh, which is the National Theatre of Ireland. So I got to be exposed to a lot of Irish theatre, which was, which was really wonderful. And uh, it's kind of something that I've tried to bring back to Vancouver. What would you say is the character of Irish theatre as you perceive it? A lot of it is kind of this uh, kitchen sink dramas where the stories actually do take place in a living room or a dining room and a lot of them focus on family dynamics and the struggles within that. And that's the kind of stories that really usually pique my interest, stuff that is just raw and real and takes you on kind of a roller coaster of emotions. Yep, that's, yeah. <laughs> that describes the Lonesome West pretty well, Yeah, <laughs> um, among others. And, would, and does that inform travel theatrics at all? Yeah, it is a lot of those kind of quieter, emotionally rich moments in the show of interactions with people that I've met along the road. So I definitely think that that has entered in in some ways. There's also darker moments in the play, too, where things did not go as I expected and went a little bit awry. So, yeah, I'd say there's a lot of darkness and light within the show. What is one destination that you've been to where it's it's oversaturated or the tourism has maybe been detrimental to it? I did actually just go to Guatemala earlier this year, and there was a little town that I went to around Lake Atitlan where expats and backpackers and tourists have kind of taken over this one little section of town. It's called San Pedro, and it's created quite a discord with the locals. And there's basically kind of a divide within the town. And I think that what I've learned from being there is that it created a lot of animosity um, between the two and uh, violence. When I was there, we did hear of this girl who was attacked um, by some locals with a machete. And that was a very yes. unfortunate incident. I think that that happens somewhat frequently there. So, you know, it, it's, it's a really terrible thing when, when us Westerners kind of just come in and take over a place and uh, create that divide with the local population rather than assimilating in being welcomed in. And that's kind of what I saw happen there and continues to happen. So that was an unfortunate thing to witness. It yeah. sounds like whenever there's a situation involving machete attacks, uh, yeah. they tend not to go well. That yeah. didn't happen in Ireland, did it? No, this is in Guatemala. Not even in the west of Ireland. Not that I'm uh, aware of. It's <laughs> uh, okay. Now, um, to, to return to the show, to travel theatrics, where can we see it? Where and when? So it's at the Havana Theatre, September 6th to 16th. Uh, the next show is today, Saturday, at 2.55. Being as it's at the Havana, have you gone to Cuba, or are you think you're going to Cuba now? I would love to go to Cuba, actually. It's on my list someday. Me too, actually. All right, Kiara, it was terrific to have you. I'm probably see you at the show. Great, awesome. Right, cheers. Cheers, bye. 
All right, fun times in Studio C. Before we uh, end the podcast, I just want to hit you with some uh, reviews real quick. A couple of fringe shows. I saw fringe shows. Good Lord, that is never going to stop. It's like the pronunciation of Brecht or Brecht. Here's the reviews. On Thursday, uh, Palabra en el Tiempo, which is a flamenco show, essentially. A very rich show, including the singing of Veronica McGuire, the guitar playing of Gareth Owen, the dancing, also artistic direction of Denise Yao, and the poetry and John Darneal impersonation of Garth Martins. He looks astoundingly like him. This is a very percussive show. It is a very cohesive performance. If you're a musician, like if you're if you're a guitar player especially, like watching what Owen's doing with his hands it kind of inspiring and also daunting like it's it's pretty amazing the singing is in Spanish as uh, as may be imagined from the title which is actually a phrase from the poet Antonio Machado as they do uh, mention the poetry however is in English and it conveys the lyrics of the songs I believe to a reasonable degree of accuracy my Spanish is very touch and go but I noticed a bit of overlap there and it was just confirmed by some of the people sitting next to me who did speak Spanish they said that so whether or not you speak Spanish you'll definitely get something out of this another show of course well this one rather comes as no surprise that we're featuring this but is surveilled was is the hip bang show we had Tom on to talk about I quite liked uh, surveilled compared to their effort last year Finn it still uses as they mentioned in an audience participation I did sign the waiver but Surveilled is is also a more cohesive show. Cohesive seems to be the operative word during these reviews. Insofar as there was there was audience participation and there was a lot of moving parts in play, but none of those things labored the show. None of those things ever slowed the momentum at all, which was very impressive. There's a point where waffles are made on stage. There's a, there's a lot of things going on. And to do these things with the spontaneity involved here, it's it requires real finesse. And the characters played are very interesting because Hill plays Charles, who is a sort of suave business guy, and Dev McKenzie plays Daniel, who is this sort of very socially awkward kind of techie. And the two of them are doing a sort of product pitch slash TED talk for this. And I think that's a very good medium to present this in because. Theater has an increasing issue these days, not only due to the competition from film and television, but also from new media. And to adapt to those forms and to play with the fourth wall in a way that gives it sort of an advantage over those mediums is very effective. And I think that does owe to to Hip Bang's history with sketch and improv, but is not overpowered by it. So I recommend Surveilled. It is it is a fun show. I, I did not find it as full-on like black mirror disturbing as I thought I would, but it is, you know, it does get you it does get you going, and there's character moments in there. So I highly recommend both of those, Palabra en el Tiempo and Surveilled. Also, we'll be going to a few more shows before Fringe is out, although our next podcast will not be uh, during the Fringe, so keep a lookout for Trudomania, Hysteria, Woody Says, said, Woody, Woody Said, Woody Says was his column. I confused that last time too, didn't I? So keep a lookout for those and patronize the Fringe. Looks like we got a lovely season this year. I'm Jake Clark, and this has been another installment of This Fringy Life. Over to whoever just played this. This is This Fringy Life coming at you here. That was me that played that. I played that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the only one playing it, Jake. You can say my name. Um, So that's another really cool fringe things that are going on. Hopefully I'm going to try to try to take time out to actually go see a play from them, actually. Um, Since we did do a talk with uh, the director Mm, and kind of actress for... uh, 
the bitter tears of Petra von Kant. I really need, I really need to go see that because um, I think it'd be really good. Um, I also really want to see a magic show because this year they have a bunch of different magic shows. Yes, they do have a <laughs> lot of uh, magicians coming on, which is so cool. I love magicians. I think they're so ador- adorable. <laughs> they're so adorable with their like magic. No, they're actually really cool. And like, <laughs> I hope they have like rabbits and birds so I can <laughs> pet them. <laughs> uh, not so that they can like use cool tricks with them, but like so I could pet them. Yeah. <laughs> they like bring them for me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a very valid point and a very, yeah. Uh, thank you. It I, is I, very valid. It's, it's great, you know, like I, I want to do that too. <laughs> 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 I want to be like, hello, everyone. Um, so you've got a bunny. <laughs> like, can I like bring them to the UBC CITR building and let me pet them? Yeah, guys, if you have animals that need love and affection, we're here. We're here. <laughs> we we're have here. love. We have affection, and we're ready to give it. <laughs> Man, that makes us sound so lonely. <laughs> Which is also, like, a mood I'm going for. <laughs> so I guess that works fine. Um, yeah, so they're doing a lot of stuff, and hopefully I'm going to be able to go see a play um, a play on there. And then I'll be able to talk about it, actually. So it won't only be Jay Clark doing <laughs> the Fringe episodes. Just saying the Fringe episodes make me... They make, make me think of so many different things, but it makes me think of, like, Fringe, that TV show. Oh, You've heard of it? I've you heard of it. You probably have never seen it. Yeah. I've heard of it, never seen it. I've gotten, like, clips of what it is about. And from what I can tell, or I might be totally off. It's I, like I, a, I, There's no way that I can dispute it because I, I don't even know what it's about. So. I know. Why am I t- <laughs> <laughs> It's for the listeners out there who are listening who are like, what is this dumb girl going to say about Fringe? It's like a guy about architecture, and it's like one of those sitcoms. Isn't that Seinfeld? No, no, no. It's not Seinfeld. Okay. It's not Seinfeld. I thought you were going to say something else, and I was going to, like, blast my Seinfeld is like a show about nothing with people doing kind of nothing. Oh, great. I mean, isn't that life? That is life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think all I know is that the main guy is, like, this very, is, like, architect or something they're all architects um he's an architect and he's like trying to like he's really like like lives with his mother or something or his mother lives with him or something something like that i feel like there's a mother involved i just don't know (laughs) she's not sure (laughs) she could be incredibly wrong so don't take her word guys she doesn't know the mother's there or not um but yeah, that's all I know about it. Also, it's like the I kind of have like a vague idea of where the set set is because that's that's what I know. Um, yeah, so that's a those are definitely sorry going off of that. <laughs> um, but that's kind of that's the arts arts report. <laughs> we just go on <laughs> long tangents sorry. and just hope to God it comes out something good. Um, yeah, so the French festival is doing like a lot of really cool stuff. They're doing like. Um, a lot of humor, kind of weird stuff. Like they had, they had like a really cool thing. I looked at their website to see kind of what the plays I wanted to go check out were, and they had like really interesting, um, kind of like sub 
tethers for like what you want to go see like if you mm-hmm. want to go see magic you just put like magic they had like really weird ones they like there was like one that was like weird and silly and then there was one called intense well when i watch an intense one i don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm very bad with intense movies i like i'm one of those people that like gets really wrapped up in like anything i see and when i see it i just like start feeling that kind of emotion which is why when i saw we the animals i was like oh god i was like so overfilled with emotion um and so I'm not, I was like, oh my God, they're doing like intense <laughs> plays as well. I don't know if I could handle that, even though we're going to go see something that kind of looks intense as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll we're talk like, about that later, we'll right? Talk about yeah. That, yeah. We're talking about that <laughs> later. That's like a little back burner to keep you invested. <laughs> we'll talk about it in like three-ish four five minutes i know look at the look at the time guys that's how we that's how we look at everything (laughs) like how long are we going to talk um yeah so the fringe is doing a lot of really cool things and i'm kind kind of really want to see you go hit bang which just looks really really cool also hysteria since jake talked about it he kind of seemed to like it maybe um yes um yes is there any like fringe show that you're you've like looked at or checked out i haven't watched any of them i i got the fringe because they have like they print out like this newspaper ish kind of thing right oh yeah yeah and i was looking at it and there are some i'm terrible with names guys and i forget things all the time another another Uh key factor about the arts report we not only ramble but we're also really bad at names but we promise to do our best to write it on our podcast thing correctly it'll be correct yeah it's super correct there and it like we actually put the stuff there we just don't remember it live That sounds so bad. We're so unprepared. We just don't know anything live. No, we're not. <laughs> I swear, guys, we're really good. We're really on top of everything. Um, no, but yeah, we are really, like, bad at, yeah. <laughs> bad at names. But and that's just, like, a person thing, you know? It's not, like, uh, because... It's just, like... It's not because we hate you. We're just really bad yeah, at names. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. Um, but basically, <laughs> um, I saw some that... Okay, I saw this one that the image of it actually really interested me. And I don't remember the name. And the reason it interested me was because it was this bald guy doing this really funny expression. Okay. And I don't know the name. I wish I knew. God. Um, I know. That's like a weird, like, this picture spoke to me. This yeah. weird <laughs> guy <laughs> making a weird so, face with a bald head. That was yeah, all I that's, saw. That's, that's, that's all I saw. I that's, that's, that's it. Because the thing is, like, what I've been trying to do is kind of, like, not step out of my comfort zone because, like, watching stuff, I just love watching stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not really out of my comfort zone. But, like, watching stuff that is, like, a little bit more out there that I wouldn't watch, usually watch. So with Fringe, I've been trying to, like, um, look up more of the magicians and different performances rather than the actual plays. And then I like I was reading some of the reviews and stuff. And then some of the magicians they have like a comedy act within their um, magic show, or they have like this whole storyline within the magic shows. Yeah. And then other ones are just like magic, 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 um, which is good enough. <laughs> which is which is great. I mean, it's super fun. 
but um i really want to try to catch one of the ones that is like storyline because i just love to mix and match you know (laughs) and we'll get back to you in a few seconds uh we're gonna do some ads and psas again and then we're gonna talk about the play that me and luna are gonna go check out tonight so talk to you in a bit Are you starting fresh this year and looking for new, exciting activities to do with friends on campus? Did you watch theater in high school and now miss it? Feeling overwhelmed and need a break? Come and escape to another world through thrilling live performance right on campus. Celebrate with us the 60th anniversary of UBC Theater and Film's 2018-19 season. (laughs) Still need more convincing? It's only 11.50 for UBC students with your card. And bring your ticket into Kerner's after the show to get 10% off your food. Check out theaterfilm.ubc.ca today. I like Star Trek. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Awesome. I love The Lord of the Rings. Great. Oh, great. Yeah. I'm into obscure 1950s atomic monster movies. Uh, okay. Sure. I really enjoyed the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles. We can work with that. Here at the UBC Sci-Fi and Fantasy Society, we accept everyone. We have weekly movies, game nights, and the largest non-academic library at UBC. Come by our club room, 3206D in the Nest. It's a great place to eat lunch, hang out, and procrastinate. Check out our Facebook group, UBC Sci-Fi and Fantasy Society, to find out what's going on. Hello, guys. It's us again. I'm sure you missed us. For like five seconds. Just those five (laughs) seconds were hell, first off. (laughs) Because my lovely voice is back now. This is some... Didn't you tell me you hated ASMR videos? ASMR. Like the ones that like... Oh yeah, I... Okay, it's not that I hate them. It's just that they make me really uncomfortable. When people whisper on like audio, it just makes me really uncomfortable. (laughs) And I don't know why people like doing it. Is it it because like... like, uh, Is it because like you're just like scared? Or like... Is it like... Is it like because it's... Because you're like listening to it, it feels like they're like saying it right to your ear. I think it's a little bit of both, but also like, I I don't mind people whispering in real life, like right? Like you whisper all you want, but like the audio of someone whispering when it's like super quiet and you can only hear their voice and it's like this, it just freaks me out. And I think part of the reason is that like ha- like if you watch horror movies, all the scenes that they are whispering, there's absolutely zero sound. It's just their voice. And then it's just like, why are you whispering? You don't have to whisper, you know? Like, that's, ugh. Well, I don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this play that we're going to go see will have no whispering, even though it is, uh, at least from what the title says, is nighttime. So hopefully it won't be scary. Uh, it's called The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. Uh, so this is a play by Simon Stevens. I hope I'm saying that right. Sorry, Simon. Um, and it's adapted from a novel by Mark Haddon, which I have not seen the... Or I have not read the novel. Also, I'm very bad at reading books. <laughs> um, but it, it's playing right now from September 6th to October the 7th. So it's playing for a long while um, at the Arts Club. So uh, we're definitely going to be doing a review on it on our next episode. So 
do get ready for that. That'll be a really cool one. Um, yeah. So from what it seems, it seems well, like tell tell them what it's about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're tell- talking about this play, but you're not <laughs> like, telling what's them it anything. About? <laughs> you know. Um. So it's okay. So from what the synopsis is, is that we're following our main character is this 15 year old boy named Steffer. That uh, not Steffer. Christopher. <laughs> Oh God! His last stop. <laughs> I don't know why. I was still on the Simon Stevens. There's only so many names I can get like kind of right. Uh, Christopher. Oh God, Bone. Is that is that his last? It's Boone. Boone. Sorry, Boone. I, I think. I think. I well, hope, anyway, it's I hope about it's this boy who just um is kind of an introvert. Um, doesn't really go out that much. And then his dog goes missing. His neighbor's dog goes it's, missing. It's killed. Oh, okay. It's killed. And then he thinks to himself, like, something's off with that. Because, um, you know, the dog dying, if it's not old age, is always off to me, personally. I mean, this is true. <laughs> always, a, <laughs> always a cause for concern. Okay, so this is kind of like... A mystery, yeah. and I enjoy mysteries. As people, if people were listening during the summer, know that's like my favorite thing <laughs> ever. I think they're a lot of fun because I don't know. It makes me feel smart at the end when I'm like, oh, "Yes, I knew that. I'm so, I'm so smart." <laughs> and the thing that is, I think we're gonna really enjoy about this play is that it plays because he is an introvert. A lot of the stuff happens in his imagination, so I think they're gonna really push the line between what is his imagination what is reality and they do say that they're going to push push the limits of like the space itself like what is physical space versus what's the imaginary space and if they have a fun um stage i'm going to be so excited because as i've said so many times before i love non-traditional staging <laughs> i think me and you are both like stages are everything like stages are, if we're stages going and to costumes for me like those two things i think for me i have to say i like i like really cool transitioning <gasps> stages i think that's my yeah. favorite and i also really enjoy i think like actors like being really Mm -hmm. like i just like enjoy like seeing an actor that i like or just seeing like really interesting characters being done very well so i'm excited for that um i like costumes as well but i'm also like really bad at like kind of figuring out what i don't like about a costume (laughs) i'm just like i'm not a fan or anything like that yeah like if you guys remember from um we went to see jitters Oh god. It was such a good play and if they have it again, um I suggest going, but I don't know if they will. But it was such a good play. And um the sta- the transition where the mm-hmm. stage rotated, so cool. And then I was like all this all the time I was like, Look at that costume, look at those shoes. Those shoes are amazing. Yeah. And she and Liliana was like, um, sure. <laughs> I was like, Okay. Like, I was I like, know No, the exactly shoes exactly <laughs> what time that shoe came out (laughs) know exactly everything um but the arts club usually has a really good kind of selection of plays so i'm really excited for this especially because um i don't know i think it's kind of cool to do kind of plays that center around like a younger main Mm, character yeah i agree um, I, I'm like, I say that as like, I'm a freaking like 21 year old. <laughs> uh, I am so Meaning, wise. not a 30 year old or someone like old, like someone younger than us, but yeah. I'm not a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, kid ones are pretty interesting. Too, yeah, though. but but it's always it's always like but a it's difficult. Bit. Yeah, it's a difficult one uh, time. But when they do get it right, it's always like you did good. Yeah. <laughs> but this one seems really cool. Yeah, because I like they're they're doing a whole on the whole since we're seeing it from his perspective. I think that will be a kind of I am really hoping that we're going to see kind of very like exaggerated. Um, uh, some of the, like exaggerated fears that he has, like being put on the uh, the characters that he meets, like them being like dressed up, kind of like scary, mm-hmm. like monsters or something like that. I don't know. I think that'd be really cool, and also just like a really fun way of like really showing that we're looking through his mind than than actual reality. So that's what I'm hoping I'll see in costumes, but I, I honestly don't know what we're getting into. Yeah, I don't know either, but I'm expecting something interesting like something fun something out of the ordinary um regarding like the play itself um and the boundaries of the mind because i think that's a super interesting topic to go into especially with the play because i don't know how you would do that because like with movies it's it's pretty simple yeah like it can be done in many different ways like different filters or simply like moving into like zooming in zooming out all that stuff yeah and you're right? able and to with kind of plays, like cut. yeah and with plays it's just like how are you going to separate those two or are we not going to know and maybe all the entire play maybe happens in his head and it would just be like oh okay <laughs> that would be an interesting way of doing it very hard <laughs> yeah but pretty interesting yeah it, it, it seems it doesn't seem to be like a very intense one which i'm very happy <laughs> about as I, I don't know if i can handle an intense um uh, play right now in the middle <laughs> of this week i'm already funny i'm already pretty stressed out like i don't need another intense thing to maybe make me think about my life <laughs> um yeah this one seems to really kind of um kind of be like a like a fun like teenage mystery like one of those nancy drew yeah novels like in the old 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 day um god i say old old day but i'm sure it wasn't that old uh but the ones that aren't like because everything has to be like dark and gritty now i'm sure nancy drew has got her own like comic that's like dark and gritty uh but when it was like a little bit more like Oh, no. Cheerful, cheerful. <laughs> but a dog has been killed, so yeah. that's, so that's also that, that's like a sad. cause for concern. Like I might cry just if they actually like if they mention the dog too much. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> like I usually don't cry when people die in movies and plays and all of that stuff. But if dogs die, that's that that gets that's to me. Terrible. Like, <laughs> you don't cry for like. <laughs> no, I'll cry. Depends on how attached I am to the character. But, but like I don't have to be attached to dogs to cry for them, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're like you are probably gonna be. You probably were the best boy ever. Yeah. You most not probably. You most definitely you, were the best boy ever, and it's sad that you're gone. Exactly. And actually, like the thing that wanted made me want to watch this play was actually how much advertising I saw for it. Oh really? Yeah, and it's not. It wasn't even that much advertising, but like every time I saw it, it kind of like stuck stuck to my mind because of the color scheme that they have. So it's like this bright blue. Um fading ombre <laughs> <laughs> getting into this kind of turn <laughs> yeah 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 um with the silhouette of the boy looking up and i don't know there's something about that blue and blue is the color of the mind um oh really yeah blue is considered the color of the mind and if you think about it there aren't any blue foods 
natural foods. I'm not talking about like candies. I was gonna be like, <laughs> candies. Uh, <excuse> me? <laughs> Blue raspberry is definitely a food, and it's definitely <laughs> something I've eaten um a lot of no but like think about it it's not actually blue right like even blueberries they're not really blue they're kind of purplish you know like they're violet Mm -hmm. and so yeah blue is usually considered the color of the mind it's one of the colors that like um is related to uh like the consciousness and i don't know i just really like colors (laughs) wow that's like really interesting i honestly didn't know that at all so it's kind of like a little interesting like little tidbit uh hopefully they also thought of i hope hope, yeah i hope they thought about (laughs) it because you just went on a huge about the color of blue and you were like it's so awesome that they did that because that's what the play is gonna be about (laughs) it'd be so good they're just like yeah we just wanted to do it blue i'm more kind of i like the title of it the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime it makes me think of, i don't know it makes me think of like a really old book that it i'm does. like it's kind of like sherlock holmes yeah, style <laughs> yeah it kind of makes me think of that but like in a more fun way <laughs> um i have issues with the sherlock holmes like not the books i could go on a huge tangent about that <laughs> but i don't know Just, i actually like, have this like he- the huge like it's about Okay, so I was going to say it's about this size, and then I realized no one can actually see this. Except this, is an, this is an audio medium. It's like two, like it's a foot long or like over a foot long, like slightly bigger than a foot. Okay. Um, and it's like super thick. Um, and it's golden, like the pages are golden, and the, the, the book is red, and it's the complete Sherlock Holmes series, and I have it at home. <laughs> You're like, I, I'm i Sherlock Holmes' number one fan, I have a but book. No, but the thing is, I have never actually got to read it. Like, oh. I have never had the time to actually read all the stuff, because, like, it's super thick, it's super big, but the letters are tiny. <laughs> There's so much written in there. I mean, it's like the complete works of Sherlock Holmes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so much, and I've never actually got to finish it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Well. Another book that's sitting on my shelf <laughs> asking me to read it, and I'm like, I will. <laughs> Not eventually. <today>. <laughs> Not happening. I definitely understand that. That's like most of my books in my, in my, uh, my uh, dorm right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're going to go see that tonight. We're going to talk about it and tell you how great it is or how there were some Me. things that we might not have liked about it. I, I'm usually like a huge fan of play, so I'm, I hope I hope I'm going to have a good time with this, but who knows? Um, so we're going to leave you guys. We're going to talk again next Wednesday, talk to you about more plays. Yay. Yeah, have, maybe have some interviews. Who knows? Um, but uh, the next show coming up is going to be the medicine show. So get ready for them, guys. Okay, I'll talk to you guys again next Monday, Wednesday. Bye so well, Lua. Bye, guys. See you next week. Yep. Not see you, hear you. Hope You'll you hear, hear me. us. <laughs> You'll hear us. Send us fan mail. Um, and just a quick uh, heads up the uh, Vancouver, um, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, the Vancouver uh, Bach choir editions are happening um so definitely go check it out if you want to go be like a part of that uh vancouver bach group definitely go and audition i'm sure you'll have like a really great time just like even being a part of it it'll be really great okay awesome talk to you guys later bye